Hey everybody and welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. Here are your hosts, Josiah and Micah Keneally. Hey guys, it's Josiah Keneally and before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know about an exciting opportunity. You're invited this July 21st and 22nd to our first ever Young Adults Today leader conference for the west coast at mariners church in southern california this is a rallying point for leaders for pastors for teams and for young adult ministry leaders college ministry leaders to rally together grow in their faith grow and planning and starting and strengthening their ministries planning out this fall exchanging resources and building relationships that can last a lifetime it won't be the same without you so join us this july 21st and 22nd at mariners church again it's in southern california you can find out more details and registration is at www.youngadults.today click on events and join us this july at mariners church in california west coast conference let's do it and here's for today's episode well, what's up, guys? Hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Micah Keneally. I'm Josiah Keneally. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Young Adults Today podcast. New episodes drop Monday. We want to help you start your week right. strong, strengthen your life, your leadership, your ministry. This is about the faith of the next generation. Thanks for subscribing yeah. and sharing. We consider both of those things a gift. You guys, mm-hmm. as the listeners, you are such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of a blessing, uh, Rochelle Gear, our friend, joins us today. How are you, Rochelle? I am doing great. So excited to be here. Well, we are so thrilled that you are here. And if you do not know who Rochelle is... Rochelle Gear is a young adult pastor in Wilmore, Minnesota. She's also on the committee of people who help serve alongside us as the young adult ministry like leaders. Mm-hmm. Like she's one of the brainstormers. She is the next <laughs> gen that we've invited in, and she's been more than gracious to say yes and to share so many amazing things of what God is doing in and through her, but also really highlighted her passion points along the way. And yeah. Before we start, I mean, one of the Mm. events that we just all were on a team working on was the YA weekend, Young Adult Weekend Mm. at Lake Geneva, Mm -hmm. Minnesota. What's one highlight from the weekend? Um, Something that I know the young adults that I came with really appreciated was the altar times of just pouring their hearts out to God. And God, I uh, got some feedback from our young adults and just seeing how God met each person exactly where they were at, like, and how he used the message to set up how he was going to meet with them and speak to them was just super powerful for me as a leader. I feel like their proud mom. I'm like, yes, I'm just cheering (laughs) them on from the sidelines. Like you guys got this. So seeing God move in their life just confirms things he's been working on in my heart too. So highlight of the weekend, I would say altar times was super powerful. Oh, I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. So, so fun. And speaking of, we're talking with Rochelle Gear. You lead Epic Young Adults in Wilmer, Minnesota. It's an amazing ministry. Mm-hmm. We've been there a couple of times and mm-hmm. we love your church. We are so thrilled that we get to team up with you in a variety of ways, but mm-hmm. tell us some of your journey of life and, and leadership, Rochelle. Yeah. So I started i've gone to this church my entire life which i feel is such an honor um i graduated high school in 2020 
which was a journey in and of itself. Um, and then I went to North Central University in the Twin Cities online. Um, Wilmer Assembly of God has a partnership option where they get to do a satellite campus and then also get a full internship with that as well. And so I interned with the youth team up until last July. July 5th was my first day as young adult coordinator, young adult pastor. And I graduated with a degree in church leadership last December. And here we are. So I've been in the young adult pastor position since last July. So around 10 months, if I can do my math right, 10, 11 months, something like that. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. And we know that you have a heart for young adult ministry. Like even if no matter what background you have, whether it's youth or pastoral, but you mm -hmm. definitely have a heart for young adults, primarily ages 18 to 30, and you're leading them so well in the short amount of time that you've been there. So I'd just be curious, Rochelle, what and why do you believe that reaching the next generation and in and through young adult ministry is so important? Yeah. So something I've just noticed in my own like journey of being a young adult is Sometimes the church can pour into an individual for the first 18 years of their life and then send them off to college. And then when a majority of people move back home or move back home for just the summer, a season of time, the church expects them, can expect them to just get plugged right back in and leave right where they left off. But those years are super crucial um, as a college student, as even just a high school senior, like so crucial and I would consider it a passion of mine to not let the church just say, well, just jump right back in, like just whatever. We'll see you in a few years. I want to disciple the people that we've been discipling for a majority of them, 18 years of their life. And we kind of just sometimes can leave them hanging. And so something I've found um, super rewarding and just cool to see is people that I worked with or maybe even grew up with starting to get plugged back in to the church that they grew up in after they've been gone for a season or whatever that looks like. Um, it's just been super, super rewarding to see. So I'm passionate about making those transition years as smooth as possible, making sure that young adults know they're supported in the decisions for their future that they're making. And then also hopefully pointing them to what God has for their life because I feel like I have conversations with young adults all the time. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't, but they feel so much pressure to make a decision. And so kind of just pointing them back to the plan that God has for their life. I've found it gets me excited. It gets me excited to do that for them. But I also just, I get excited pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> We're excitable as well, but that fires us up. The idea yeah. of just reinvesting for you, the opportunity that you have to reinvest in mm -hmm. the, the home church that's mm -hmm. invested in you. I think that's powerful. Yeah. I would go as far as to say that out of all the ministry roles or positions, I think one that honestly works best if you can hire somebody from within is young adult ministry, mm -hmm. because you know, the DNA of the church, a lot of times young adult ministries are relaunching or just starting right. or strengthening. And mm -hmm. so for the pastor, if you have a burden to reach young mm -hmm. adults, I wonder who the Rochelle is uh, in your context, in your community, mm -hmm. who is a young adult and mm -hmm. wants to reach their generation. I think that it's so, so powerful that, you know, mm -hmm. when you're given an opportunity to reinvest, you're going to know some of the people that have grown up with you, whether they're a little mm -hmm. older, right. whether they're a, a little younger. Um, but I think that that's different than an outsider can come in and assimilate pretty well to kids ministry or to youth ministry or to worship. Yeah. 
Whereas young adults, it, it's it's helpful if you have some of those relational mm-hmm. advantages to know the community, to know the culture, to serve that mm-hmm. way. And yeah. Along the journey, one of the things that I remember as a young leader is getting hired at my home church, Rochelle. So I can relate to you so much. I, I just wanted to reach my generation with the gospel mm-hmm. and the future ones to come. And what was interesting about leading young adults is they're aged 18 to 30. So I was a young leader, pastoring <laughs> some people younger than me, some people my age, and even some people older. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that dynamic? Yeah. Of, you know, what's it been like for you maybe to navigate those waters? Because the listener is probably about to, or mm-hmm. they are embarking yeah. on the same journey right now. Yeah. So something I've found is that People are going to respect or disrespect your leadership no matter what age you are and they are. So you could have an 18-year-old who's like, I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to do any of this. Um, I think it's too cringy or too weird or whatever that I'm excited about. But I could also have a 29-year-old who's like, no, I'm not going to do this. But in the same vein, I could have an 18-year-old who's, when I get excited, they get excited and they're ready to jump in. Or I could have a 28-year-old who, if I get excited and passionate, they get excited and passionate about it. So something I found super helpful is just like allowing God to use the passion that I have like to get other people excited. And then I try to get my leaders, uh, I've got a leadership team of about eight people. If I get them as excited, bought in and um, show them the vision that God has placed on my heart, it makes it a lot more um attainable to get people in this wide age range of so many different stages of life and development and everything. It helps get everybody on the same page, um, which I found super helpful. So just allowing God to, um, I trust that he's going to bring the right people at the right time to hear how excited I am, how passionate I am for what he's doing. Um, Yeah. So I just trust that he's place this excitement on me. And if somebody's not bought in and if they're not excited about it, um, I want to get them to that level, but I also can't force them to be there. Yeah. So how do you, for example, we do after parties after our together night services. Um, we, I try to plan things that's going to engage everybody. So if we're doing a bingo night and there's a few people who don't want to play bingo, I've got some food available. We've got a fun seating area, like just showing, um, that we're not saying like, do this or go away. <laughs> We've right. got, we're um, not necessarily pandering to every audience, but at the same time, we're just showing that we know you're not going to fit into every single mold that we set up. But at the same time, we want you to be as engaged as possible. Yeah, I think that's so good. And living in Wilmer and just having like the community, the church that you grew up in and the young mm-hmm. adults that you're reaching, and you already alluded to the fact that you have eight people on your leadership team. For the person who maybe just be starting out and is curious about how you structured your young adult ministry, because mm-hmm. um, many people say, well, how do I start? How do I structure? Is it a weekly service? Is it only small groups? Is it Bible studies? Is it in home? Is it in the church? How have you found it to be useful or successful in your context that maybe maybe work for some of the listeners right now, but how have you structured your young adult ministry like on an annual or like a monthly basis from leadership Mm -hmm. to gatherings. Yeah. So we have one together night at the beginning of the month where we have all of our small groups, um, 
together in our building we do a service we sometimes have a little icebreaker at the beginning just get kind of people moving get people getting to know each other have a service with some worship and some speaking and then after that we have an after party monday night we just did a silent disco and if you haven't done a silent disco i highly recommend it's like it's the most fun so just a fun element like that where we like we had hawaiian punch like the simplest thing um so we do a little after party after the service and then the other three monday nights of the month we are in small groups in homes we've got one small group at the church just in case if somebody new comes that that's the one that i lead so i'm there greeting them making sure they get plugged in and then we've got two other small groups just in homes in wilmer and I've found that that works really well for us. It was a system or a rhythm that was established before I was in this role. And from that, I kind of tweaked things just here and there. So maybe instead of we hadn't implemented after parties until September of this year. And so that was something that we wanted to make sure we had intentional time for people to get to know each other. Um, We hadn't done any let's see, we hadn't done any games in service really until January. And then random small stuff. Um, I had a young adult come up to me the other week and she's like, I'm kind of finding out that young adults are just kind of big kids. And I'm like, yes, we kind of are. And so just whatever small thing um, that we can add that just makes people laugh, makes people grow community, um, we've found has been really helpful. So kind of staying in that structure and then just kind of tweaking little things as we go. Um we implemented meetup nights, which on the last small group night of the month, so the week before our together night, we went out and played laser tag one night. We just all met at Culver's and hung out. So just small little things like that where we aren't changing the complete structure of the ministry, but we're integrating these little things that hopefully um, accomplish our goal of building community with our young adults. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Hearing you talk and when we were just at the weekend or mm-hmm. coming to Wilmer, it makes me want to be a young adult pastor again. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. It's so, so fun. And I would just say this to the listener, if you are passionate about the next generation, if you believe in young adults, follow Rochelle Gear and mm-hmm. check out what is happening at Epic Young Adults. You can search it on Instagram, especially. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the silent disco, they are bringing the fun and church should be fun. Following Jesus mm-hmm. should be fun. There are loads of people, entire groups of people who fear or would wonder, am I going to miss out on all the fun by following Jesus mm-hmm. when that couldn't be further from the truth? And so- I just, I I get excited to see how you guys have structured it. And one of the other things that I think is really tremendous and really unique that you're leading and implementing, I want you to talk with us and the listener today about mm-hmm. both creating and cultivating contagious community mm-hmm. through your small groups, through the meetup nights, through together nights, through different yeah. fun things. But I also want you to talk about creating content because you mm-hmm. have a heart of evangelism and discipleship, and you're really blending the hybrid. I think the answer is content mm-hmm. and it is contagious community and it's cultivating yeah. and creating both, but go yeah. there and, and, and mm. talk about how you're navigating, balancing mm-hmm. both of those. Yeah. So something we did in the month of March, we did sm- uh, March small group madness. And so we did like 
I created a point system, like totally random, totally random of where our small groups weren't winning points for them individually, but they're winning points for their group. And so we started with our together night in March where we just had a game night. And if you won, you got a bingo. You didn't get a point for you. You got a point for your small group. And so across the entire month, I text my leaders like random small group challenge. First person to text me a picture of them sitting on the hood of their car gets 200 points or whatever, like totally random. So then they'd text their group chats and then text me who whoever texted first, if that makes sense. So then they get 200 points, they get 300 points, whatever. We made this little tournament bracket um, and tallied all of our points at the end of the month. The winner got a catered small group. But the thing is, after each um, content that we did for our small groups week to week, there was a small group challenge. So I made them do the mannequin challenge from 2016. They had to chug a Sprite like one week. Just they had to recreate a picture from Friends, the TV show. Like just these were totally random things, but they had so much fun. And then we coming into our April together night, there was so much community built and it felt like it kind of felt like we flipped a switch from the month of February to the month of April. And that's what we had been working towards all school year. So it was kind of cool to use our content paired with our March small group madness to create the outcome that we were looking for of we want this to be what'd you say a contagious community we want this to be where people walk in and they're like what are we doing oh we're doing a random challenge okay then whether they engage in it or not they're at least laughing because we're having a good time doing these challenges let me tell you they got so intense it was it was a time where we like we grew as a community we grew so close because we just had so much fun so Going along with that, um, creating content is something that's very close to my heart and I have so much fun doing it. Um, so we would take just whatever sermon series that we had decided for this month. And there were times where I was the only person in front of the camera just creating the content, um, speaking to them. But there was also times where I interviewed my boss, the next gen pastor and his wife and got to talk to them about relationships or there was times where I wasn't in front of the camera and I had young adults just having organic conversation on our series called hot takes where it was hot takes about the church and just um, from there I would create discussion questions um, which I could probably do a whole other podcast on of just what I've learned about how to make good ask good questions um, so Making it as simple as you can has been super helpful because at the beginning I was like, oh, this has to be perfect. This has to be all of this content put together. And I would worry about it a lot. But throughout the fall semester, I really understood like, oh, it's okay to take it week by week. It's okay to strip it back. And really people just want authentic content and they want, um, there is a place for spending hours editing and making this elaborate piece of content but at the same time this is our week-to-week small group they want the truth and they want um yeah authentic content and authentic discussion I think that's so good. And I think it's just a good reminder that sometimes we just want to strip it back, like you said, real, raw, authentic community, but content at at large and pointing people to truth in the process. Like we don't need the glitz and the glam. Sometimes you just want the cajon Mm -hmm. and somebody on acoustics or just the voices or, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't want the highlight reels. We want, we want the bloopers. Like we want to know that you're a person too. And it's fun to be able to laugh at yourself and laugh with the people around you. And young adult ministry is definitely something that 
it offers that it offers community it offers authenticity it's whether or not you are going to participate or whether or not you're going to create space for a young adult ministry leader to take a role to really reach the generations and oh go ahead and i would just love to jump in and say like as many researchers have found that Gen Z is digitally native. They're great at iPhones. They're mm-hmm. great. And a friend of ours, Pastor Terry Parkman, he's often said that this is not a generation of consumers. This is a generation of publishers. And Rochelle mm-hmm. is this for her generation. And I think that young leaders, this is a great topic of conversation because mm-hmm. Gen Z wants to create right. more than they consume. And this is just one way you think of small groups, mm-hmm. you think of just creative ways to build community through conversations. Yeah. I love it. So good. Speaking of community and conversation, Rochelle, are you ready to take this conversation deeper with the five and five challenge? Speaking of challenges. Yes. Ooh, okay. So it's five um, questions, five minutes. Question number one, here we go. We're gonna kick it off. She has a drink of water, you guys. She is ready. What's God been teaching you lately? This is going to be so good. So right now I'm doing a Bible recap for my devotion time, Bible in a Year. He's really been teaching me, first of all, how three-dimensional the Old Testament is. Insane. Like everything, not only in my mind, I have been a church kid my entire life. Like in my mind, everything physically leads to Jesus. Like I get that. I understand it. You know, his body will be pierced or whatever. We're, we're doing all of these prophecies, but the three dimensional, like everything points back to the father's heart in the old Testament. And just like the angel of the Lord appearing in the old Testament. And he's just really been opening my eyes to how the old Testament can make sense. Cause I feel like a lot of the times the church just writes it off as like, Oh, if you don't understand it, that's okay. Read the new Testament but how it actually can make sense leading to his heart to protect his people. Like a lot of people bring up those kind of tougher passages in the Old Testament um, and say, well, does your God really love you? Like this doesn't make sense. He seems unfair. He seems unjust. But his heart for protecting his people is so evident, especially being a woman in leadership. A lot of people will be like, oh, I don't think women should be in leadership or God doesn't talk about women all that much in the Bible or whatever their argument against it is. But if you look at the nature of God, which is to protect his people, a lot of the times the women in the Bible are set aside and set apart because he wants to protect them. And that's just been, he's been really like, um, moving that in my mind of just helping me process um, how much he actually protects his people and his decisions are made out of love, not out of punishment. Oh, that's so good. So good. Amazing. Rochelle, what's the best advice you've ever been given? (laughs) Something that I think about almost daily is it's okay to feel two emotions at the same time. Mm. So right now, I'm personally going through some just transitions in my life um, as a few leaders are changing, stuff like that. Um, I'm extremely excited for what the future holds, but at the same time, I'm kind of sad. Like it's sad to say goodbye. It's sad to see things change, but at the same time, I'm extremely excited for the future and that's okay. That's okay to feel two things at the same time. And that's just really, um, helped validate the emotions that I feel. Um, yeah, that's just, that's been on my heart recently. Oh, that's good. You're a deep well for how young you are, just so you know. And I really appreciate that. I love that. 
Uh, so here's the curveball. Here's a challenge within the challenge. If you could ask Josiah and I any question under the sun, what would you mm -hmm. ask us? I've been Ministry. thinking about this for weeks. Have you really? Okay. okay. I'm ready. Yes. I'm sweating. <laughs> I listened to Reba's episode the other day and I was like, oh my goodness, I need a question for them. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm 21. I'm a ministry leader. I'm also single. What would your guys' advice be for any, really any ministry leader who finds himself single on how to date carefully and be healthy when you are dating, especially in a leadership position? So what would your advice be to that leader? Well, this you, is your you, passion. Well, and like here's that. the thing. You're in good company because Josiah and I both started out ministry single. Yep. Leading. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So you want to go first? Take it. This is your passion. Oh, my passion. Absolute passion. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, number one thing, this is me, a 10 minute answer. There's nothing wrong with being single, a woman called to ministry. So never feel like there's guilt or shame or don't even allow the pressure of the church people. Yeah say, what's wrong with you? Be Why are you sing Why are you still single? I had people say that to me all the time. Why are you still single? What's wrong with you? And I go, I'm not willing to settle. Like yeah. I am not willing to settle. So the encouragement I would say is begin praying that God would illuminate that person that he has for you when the time is right. Mm -hmm. And pray that God would also tame elements of the dream of marriage or relationship maybe children someday or whatever, the future, Lord, mm -hmm. tame those desires in my heart so they don't override the season of singleness that I'm in because there's still mm -hmm. character development. There's still opportunities. There's still room to travel, to lead mission trips, to stay up late, to get up early, to do one-on-ones where no calendar is, you're not sharing your calendar with anybody yeah. aside from who you decide to share it with now. But when you get married, you really like wow, we got to merge our lives and our calendar and elements of our ministry and everything meshes together, which is amazing. Yeah. But the freedom that you have now, don't mistake it for something that God has later and wish you would have it. Because if it is God speaking that, and if it is God, you know, stirring up those things, he will bring it in his time. Yeah. And also when I say pray that God would illuminate that person, I, I always prayed, Specifically, God, help me to have eyes for only my future spouse and have, oh. help them to have eyes for me alone. And I think when you start praying that, the people that may have been a distraction or on your radar kind of just naturally sift out and fade away because yeah. they're not what you need. Um, you may think that you want or need that that person in your mm -hmm. life, but God knows like, no, 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 that's a distraction. No, nope, yeah. that's X, Y, and Z. So yeah, don't wish the singleness away. And it's easy to say that now I'm here versus when I was single because I'm, I'd be frustrated if I was listening to myself saying that. But <laughs> knowing that leadership can be tough and hard, but trust the voices around you as well when it comes to, oh yes, he's a great guy. Where's the fruit? Oh yeah, stay away from him. He's living X Y Z. So take mm -hmm. people like your pastor, your friends, the relationships that have the right to speak into your life, not mm -hmm. people who do not have permission that have an opinion. I think is yeah. when it comes to leadership, woman in ministry, and mm -hmm. leading people your own age because, I mean, they could be in your midst or they could totally be come out of nowhere. So yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's exciting, and this is a great question, but I mean, the bottom line is Ephesians and Ecclesiastes. Ephesians says, make the most of every opportunity, yeah. and mm -hmm. I'm futuristic, and I'm visionary, and I'm a dreamer, and I get excited about the future, as I'm sure that a lot of listeners can relate, but it's really 
hard to see the blessing that I have. And it's really easy to see the blessing you have. For us, you look at, oh, Michelle, just a lot of free time. It can, can do anything, anytime there's a spontaneity. It's easy for you mm-hmm. to look at our life and see the blessing. Mm-hmm. So I think that what it is, is embrace every opportunity, make the mm-hmm. most yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. And that time will come because there's yeah. a time for everything under the sun, yeah. Ecclesiastes says. So phenomenal question. Mm-hmm. Back good. to you. Ooh, question four. The question four is if you could go anywhere, and bring one snack. Where are you going? And what are you eating? I'm going to New Zealand Ooh, or Bora Bora. I've never been to either of those, but I would love to go. Let's stick with New Zealand. I'd go to New Zealand. And what snack would I bring? Probably like chips and salsa. If that counts as one snack together, that's probably what I would bring. You could do the combo. Me. It's like like peanut butter without jelly. Like you have exactly both. Let's get real. That's a good answer. All right. Question number five. If you could leave the listener with one word of encouragement today, what would you leave them with? Hmm. I would say something that I have been learning in my time in leadership is the ability to adjust. And a lot of the times I think when I think of that, I think of like in the moment, fast adjusting, but There would be times where I would make a plan for the entire semester and then almost feel guilty when I'm changing things halfway through the semester of like, I don't, these uh, extra meetups off of Mondays aren't really working, but I would feel guilty because I planned them. So I'm like, well, but I kind of have to do them, but they weren't working and nobody was showing up. So like I, but I would still kind of carry guilt with me for adjusting to my, from my original plan. Um, And so just what I have been learning is like, adjusting Mm -hmm. is okay and if you're feeling the spirit lead you one way but your plan is another way like you're always go with the spirit he's this that's something that even if it feels risky it's not gonna let you down so that's what i would say in leadership in ministry it's okay to be flexible and it's okay to adjust because this is pointed right at me i'm still working through it but it's okay to adjust that's what i would say had a professor in college who said, kind of a playoff of the Beatitudes, blessed are the flexible for they shall not be broken. Mm. And it's not Jesus words. It's not, you know, scripture. I just think that's a yeah. great, pretty much truth, kind of a, a general rule. Like, hey, if you're going to be flexible, it's going to be hard to be broken at the same yeah. time. Rochelle, thanks yeah. so much. We appreciate you. We're excited about all that God's yeah. doing in you, through you. This is the Young Adults Today podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone you know. Plug me in. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.